Really for 
bless you and praise you, dear God. We await that day with great anticipation to see you face to face, to rejoice in your ultimate triumph and victory. Lord Jesus, we love you and praise you. We thank you that you soon will come again and establish your kingdom of righteousness, purity, and peace. We thank you that we'll rule and reign with you. The things we battle with and struggle with, we will see no more forever. Lord, we thank you for that day that awaits. And we thank you that in the present moment, you never leave us, you never forsake us. You walk with us every step of the way. Your grace is sufficient. Your peace is beyond understanding. And your presence keeps us strong and stable. Lord Jesus, we love you and praise you. We thank you for this moment that we can worship you, that we can hear your voice and be touched by your power. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, can we give the Lord a hand clap of blessing and praise? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Wonderful Jesus. Wonderful Jesus. Redeemer and King. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Well, good morning. It is so good to see everybody. Oh, God is so good to us. Amen. There is coming a day. Isn't that exciting? This season of our existence is merely a vapor, James says. It's short, but that which is coming is eternal and everlasting. And in that day, there'll be no more. And we could go on and preach from that moment on. Amen? There'll be no more heartache, sorrow, sickness, sadness. There'll be no more oppression, poverty, pestilence. There'll be no more hunger. There'll be no more thirst. There'll be no more abuse. There'll be peace and joy from ever and ever and ever. What a day that will be. Amen? And until then, you and I that know the Lord, we can walk with the confidence that he never leaves us and he never forsakes us. He's always there for us. And the grace his spirit provides is able to keep us strong and overcoming every step of the way. What a God. What a God. Amen. All right. One more time. VBS is coming up this week, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. You don't want to miss it. Please bring the kids. Bring the grandkids. Go the extra mile. Just, just take that time and bring them out. It will be eternally worth it. We promise you. Sister Amy and her group promise they're going to be on top of their game. So that if you just bring them out, God's going to touch them. If you'll do your part, God's going to touch a lot. I can remember VBS. I, can, I mean, 50 some odd years. I can remember VBS. I mean, how many, how many um, uh, macaronis did we, did we glue on to crosses and stuff? I can, but I can remember it. Amen. The cross. Hey, I can remember it. John 3.16. That don't leave you. Amen. So I want to encourage you, if you can bring them out, we, we promise, by the grace of God, they're going to receive something special. Because God's going to touch them and God's going to speak to them. Amen? And so what we want to do before the children are dismissed, we just want to see this video, just give you a little um, commercial for VBS. Let's watch it.
Amen. Children, you are dismissed to Children's Church. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. So don't forget BBS. Come on out. Pray for it. Get involved with it. Believe God for great things. If you have your Bibles, if you would go to Psalms chapter 57. We want to complete a message that we began last week. We call this David's concert in the cave or praising in the hard places. And again, let's read Psalm 57 and we'll just dig in and we'll preach on from last week. David writes, have mercy on me, O God. Have mercy on me, for in you my soul takes refuge. I will take refuge in the shadow of your wings until the disaster has passed or passes by and it will pass by. Verse 2, I cry out to God most high. To God who fulfills his purpose for me. He sends from heaven and saves me, rebuking those who hotly pursue me. God sends his love and his faithfulness. I'm in the midst of lions. I lie among ravenous beasts, men whose teeth are spears and arrows and whose tongues are sharp swords. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. They spread a net for my feet, and I was bowed down in distress. They dug a pit in my path, but... They have fallen into it themselves. Oh, my heart is steadfast. Oh, God, my heart is fixed. I will sing and make music. Awaken my soul. Awaken harp and lyre. I will awaken the dawn. I will praise you, O Lord, among the nations. And I will sing among the peoples. For great is your love. Reaching to the heavens, your faithfulness reaches to the skies. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. We pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, touch every heart. Speak to us and touch us. You know every need. May your word impart grace. May your word bring fresh revelation. And may the hand and the arm of the Lord be extended to confirm it in special ways. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, David's concert in the cave. David's concert, as we said last time, has a special challenge to our faith. It's a special exhortation to us concerning our praise life because, you see, David's concert, it was not in response to a great victory or, or an answered prayer. In fact, David's concert came at a time of attack and accusation. He was under assault, but yet he turned his cave of pain into a cathedral of praise. And we see in this life and we see in this psalm a great example for us to follow, to move into a deeper place of personal praise, more mature praise. Again, we see that David, he's just a young man. He's in his 20s. And his life had just flipped over, seemingly overnight. One minute he's seated at the king's table, married to the king's daughter, leading the king's troops. The next thing you know, that terror, that king's jealousy, finally insanity, King Saul runs after David, sends the troops after David, tries to kill David. David had no... Nothing he could do. Falsely accused. Falsely harassed. He's a wanted man. He runs for his life. But how he responds to this attack, how he responds to this injustice is something that we can all imitate. He responds by trusting, and then by praying, and then by praising. What three beautiful things that we should never forget. In times of trouble, let me trust God and run under those heavenly wings. Let me pray and cry out to my God most high who hears my cry and answers my prayers. And let me praise God. Let me extend some faith and express some faith because I know the God that brought me through yesterday. He'll bring me through again. He'll do it again. Can you say amen? amen. This is the type of praise we see in this chapter that is not only powerful praise, it's mature praise. It's mature praise. It's very demanding on that old nature. Old nature doesn't want to sing when times aren't good. Not very easy on the emotional man. He doesn't want to shout and glorify God when things aren't working the way he delights. But note this down. This is of the highest order of true praise. The ability to sing in the bitter and barren places, the ability to sing in the dry places, to refuse to surrender your song when life's been unfair and unkind, when life hurts and life's been hard. This is the type of praise we said that touches the heart of God. For he does know the way you take. 
He does know what you're feeling. He does see what you're facing. This is a type of praise that touches the heart of God and testifies to the world around us that the God we serve is real and the transformation he's made in our life is genuine. We're not what we used to be. And don't you ever forget such praise greatly pleases and blesses the Lord your God. For the Lord esteems and values this praise, for he knows it's costly. He knows it's not easy. When someone is hurting, when someone is battling, when, when they're in a sorrowful place, yet they still choose to bless the Lord and praise the Lord. That's a precious thing to God. I want you to see that, and David is showing us that. It's like Mary pouring out that costly perfume upon Jesus. You remember the story. It was misunderstood. It was unappreciated by others. But Jesus, he esteemed it, and he received it, and he defended it, he welcomed it, and he said it would never be forgotten. Mark it down. This moves and ministers to the heart of God in a special way. God is blessed and takes special note of such praise. And many of you this morning... Maybe you've been through a challenging season as of late. Maybe the road you've been walking has been a rough road and hasn't been easy to sing. But you haven't lost your praise. And you haven't stopped loving and looking and leaning on Jesus. And I want you to know that heaven has taken notice and your Lord is well pleased. Overall, this psalm challenges you and I to a deeper, more mature, more powerful level of personal praise. We're ask, answering three questions. Last week we asked, why should we sing? This week, how could David sing? I don't think we're ever going to get to the third one, but that's what did his singing accomplish. But we do what we can do around here. Amen. Why should we sing? We looked at that last time. We said last week, because number one, praise is commanded. The God of the whole earth says, praise me. The Bible says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. When you got breath, praise Him. We said, secondly, because God is worthy. He's deserving. He's the only true and living God. Great is the Lord, and greatly are most worthy to be praised. His greatness is unsearchable. Then we said, praise glorifies God. Psalm 55, whoso with praise glorifies me. God says, when you praise me, you bless me. You're glad in my heart. I enjoy it. I, I take it in. He said praise will increase the manifest presence of God in our lives. Because he said, if you'll draw near to me, I'll draw near to you. And I'll inhabit your praises. When we praise God, the presence of God gets closer to us and stronger around us, richer within us. Fifthly, we said praise will increase spiritual victories in our lives. Because one of the spiritual weapons you and I have been given with in order to disperse the darkness, overcome the heaviness, roll back the attacks of the enemy, is the power of praise. Praising him in the midst of, praising him in spite of. It rolls back darkness and attacks the forces of hell. Number one, we covered last week, why should we sing or praise the Lord? Now this week, how could David sing? Again, what did he know that so motivated him to respond like he responded? Again, he's just a young man, and seemingly his world is turned upside down. It's undeserved, it's unjust, it's unkind. He'd obeyed God, he'd loved God. He'd walk upright before God, and yet negative things happened. But he didn't give in to bitterness, nor did he give in to despair. He chose to praise, he chose to trust, he chose to pray. Note the setting. He's being hotly pursued. Disaster is on his trail. He's being hunted. He's been lied about. He's been falsely accused, slandered. King Saul's jealousy has driven him to try to kill God's anointed. And David had no choice. You know, friend, King Saul saw David, this young man that was anointed of God. He saw him as a threat. And you know, friends, the devil still sees as a threat. Young men and women anointed of God that are pursuing God and on fire for God. Don't forget that. Hell still sees as a threat the young generation that is sold out to Jesus because he knows within them is the great potential to change their world and touch many lives and make an impact for eternity. Oh, hell hasn't changed, but thank God neither has Jesus. 
David's setting, he's in a dry and desert place. And in the natural, it's a weak and vulnerable place. It's a discouraging place. And the toxic tongues of men are falsely accusing him, belittling him, prophesying doom about him. Charles Spurgeon, the great Baptist preacher, wrote about these verses of accusation. He writes, Evil men carry an armory in their mouths. No weapon is so terrible as a tongue sharpened on the devil's grindstone. I'll say that last part again. No weapon is so terrible as a tongue sharpened on the devil's grindstone. We asked this morning, how in such a setting could David sing? Number one, let's remember he was moved by what he knew, not what he felt. He was moved not by what he felt, but what he knew. You see, faith has to go beyond a feeling. Faith has a knowing. Faith has a certainty. Faith is a believing. And David knew three very important things that we must know and be certain of and be convinced of if we're going to live the life of the overcomer. If we're going to triumph in life and prevail over the storms of life, we have to know in every situation, have a settled conviction. Number one, he knew he had God's protection, and so do you. That's verse one. Have mercy on me, O God, have mercy on me. For in you my soul takes refuge. I take refuge in the shadow of your wings until this passes by. It's very important for you and I to fully embrace and settle this truth in our hearts. Regardless of what we face, regardless of where we go, he's with us, he's for us, he's watching over us. God's going to take care of his people. We have to remember, as Jesus said, Lo, I am with you always. I am with you, friend. When trouble comes, I am with you. When the enemy attacks, I am with you. When life is calling you to take new ground or go into a season you've never been before, to go to a place that seems a bit frightening and intimidating, even there, I am with you. Even there, I stand by your side. Even there, my word is true. Even there, my anointing is strong. Even there, my presence is great. Again, when trouble comes, I'm with you. We can testify, Psalm 46, God is my refuge, God is my strength, a very present help in time of trouble. Troubles come, they come to all of us, but Jesus is there, and Jesus will stand by your side, and Jesus will bring you on through. When trouble comes, when the enemy attacks, we can declare like David, but thou, O Lord, are a shield all around me. You're the glory and you're the lifter of my head. Hell's trying to push me down, but Jesus is going to lift you up and keep you up and keep you going and surround your life with songs of deliverance. What a God we serve. He's with you when you have to face a new season or take a new place or God's calling you to take on a fresh challenge, to possess your inheritance. And there'll be challenges along the way. He says, I'm there. He said to Joshua, the first chapter, be strong and of a good courage. Don't be afraid nor dismayed. For the Lord, your God, is with you wherever you go. Somebody, wherever you go, Jesus said, I'll be with you. Wherever you go, I'll stand by your side. Wherever you go, my grace will be sufficient. Wherever you go, my promises would be true. Somebody give God a praise in the house. Come on. We want to be convinced and certain of these things as I'm certain that my God is with me, protecting me and watching over me. It gives me a strength in my heart. It gives me a stability in my walk. It keeps a song in my mouth. I want to thank the Lord this morning. There is a place that we can go and there's a name that we can call on. I want to give God praise this morning that when we call on the name of the Lord, he hears us and answers us. The name of the Lord is that strong tower that the righteous run to it by faith and he is there and we are saved. I love the words that Moses wrote in Deuteronomy encouraging the people of God as he begin this fresh journey of faith. And he says, let us remember the eternal God He's our refuge. David's hiding in a cave, but his confidence is in God. David's hiding in a cave, but he knew his protection was in the Lord his God, the eternal God, the everlasting God, the only true and living God, the eternal God. He's our refuge. He's our hiding place. He's our shelter, our pavilion, our protection. The Lord our God, the eternal God is our refuge. And underneath our lives are those everlasting arms 
to hold us and steady us and keep us along the way. You're going through a rough patch. It feels like the weight of the world is on you. Lean on those everlasting arms. They won't fail you. They'll never grow fatigue holding you. They'll hold you steady and they'll bring you through. David, number one, he knew he had God's prayer. How can you sing? Because God is greater than anything I'm facing. How can you sing? Because I know the God that started me out is going to finish this work. That's how. Because I know this God is protecting me. But I also know, not only does he have God's protection, he knows the storm is passing. The storm is passing. David knew his calamity. His injustice wouldn't and couldn't last forever. You know, friend, enduring faith in a faithful God, that's a combination right there. An enduring faith, a persevering faith in a faithful God will withstand every attack the enemy has. He was convinced that the wings of God's protection would keep him until the storm passed. It did and the storm passed. Friend, the storm shall pass. Whatever you're facing, the storm shall pass. Whatever you're going through, the storm shall pass. And God will give you the grace and strength you need to endure it, to go through it, to hang on until the breakthrough comes. Love it here. Until then, we keep looking to Jesus. Until then, we keep trusting in the Lord. Until then, we keep standing on his word and casting our cares and keeping our confidence and, of course, singing our song. How could David sing? Well, he knew he had God's protection. He knew the storm was passing, and he believed completely that God was working, that God was working. Look at that verse, too. I love that. I'll cry out to God most high, to God who fulfills his purpose for me. Didn't look like it. To God who fulfills his purpose for me. A new American standard, God who accomplishes all things for me. Didn't look that way. But faith has another perspective, does it not? Faith. That's a different vision. Let's remember here, David was called to be king. He was anointed by Samuel, chosen by God. But King Saul would have none of it. He's trying to kill David. The devil will try to stop you from being the one God's called you to be. The devil will try to keep you from advancing into the good things God has for thee. But David... He believed that God's word would be fulfilled regardless of how circumstances look. He believed, and let us believe. For, friend, the promises we have in Jesus, they are yes and they're amen. Let us believe. Because if God said it, he'll do it. And if God spoke it, he'll bring it to pass. If God's given you a promise, you can rest on that promise. If God's spoken his word to your heart, you can believe that word and expect that word and stand on that word. God is not a man that he should lie. God is not just a well-meaning friend that's giving you hope souls. God is a God that speaks it and it comes to pass. Speaks it and you can watch it unfold and give glory to God. David believed. That those things didn't look like they were working out. He still knew because God had promised that things were working out. And he might not have been able to see it in the natural, but he knew by faith God was still in control and he was still in his care and God was working all things for the good. David believed and then David perceived. He perceived that though he's in a cave hiding, limited, helpless, yet God was in control of the situation and God was still working out his good plan. David not only believed, David perceived the vision of faith, the vision of faith. You know, faith sees things that others don't see. Faith sees things that tears and the carnal cannot comprehend. It's like the illustration of that, that dog whistle. You know, if someone blows that dog whistle, you and I don't hear a thing. But if there's a dog around, he'll start going crazy because there's a frequency that he gets that we don't get. And there is a frequency of faith 
that is able to hear when others hear nothing, able to see when all others see is the negative, the frequency of faith sees God's hand is in control, and God is still working out his good plan. David was a man of faith. He knew he had God's protection. He knew the storm was passing. Friend, it's passing, it's passing, it's passing. God is holding you. You keep leaning on those earth. It is passing, and don't you ever forget God is working. It might not seem it. It might not feel it. But if you're a child of God, you can know it. The Lord your God is working out His plan in your life. He's working all things together for good. God is a good God. I love that. God is working. He saw that. You know, when I think of that, God is working. I think back to the Red Sea story. Remember that? That, that, that great deliverance, that divine setup that brought a divine deliverance. If you and I had been in that crowd, we'd be saying, hey, who's driving this bus? Moses, you're, um, well, what's that doohickey that, that directs people that can't read a map nowadays? What's it called? GPS. GPS. And we say, hey, Moses, your GPS ain't working, brother. I mean, that's a Red Sea out there, and there's a desert over there. Where are you leading us? But how many know God was in control, and God was working out his plan? Amen. He's getting ready to open up. He still makes a way where there seems to be no way. He knows how to drown your enemies and bring you in deliverance. Whenever I think of that vision of faith, I've got to think not just of the Red Sea. I've got to think of Calvary. Oh, my. <laughs> Talk about what men meant for evil. God turned for the good. The Son of God brutally beaten, stripped down. Nailed to a rugged cross, mocked at, spit upon. Oh, my goodness. But when it seemed like hell was winning, you and I know that God was working and God was redeeming and God was rescuing you and I. Can you say amen? Oh, yeah. See, things don't always seem like they appear in the natural. Faith's got to get into a different frequency. Faith has to see through the eye and the lens of the eternal. Faith has to hear a voice that is not audible to the common man. David knew that even in this, God was in control and God was working. And we know, and we know, and we know that in all things, God works together for good for them that love God. Do you love God? then God is working it. Do you love God? Then God is working and God is at work. Go ahead and praise him. Even when you can't see it, even when you can't recognize it in the natural, give him praise. We know that he that hath begun a good work in us, he shall complete that work. He won't give up on us halfway through. He's going to bring us through to that finish line. See, God is not only working in our situations, God is working in us. God is using these challenges to refine us and mature us and perfect us. I know it's not easy, this walk of faith. I know it's not easy to try to really be a real Christian and live wholeheartedly for God. It's easier to be a tear. It's easier to be lukewarm on the fence. But when you choose to go all out for Jesus, there's tryings and there's testings because he's trying to conform us into the image of his son. And he uses the various trials of life to develop spiritual muscle, to prune away the things that need to go, to smooth out the rough edges that need to go and so we have to go through these things but we must recognize that the God that orders our steps is the God that's working in our heart and he that began that work he's going to complete it in me he's going to complete it in you glory be to God forevermore David understood this David understood even situation looked good God was working and God was in control I didn't have to wait till after to praise him. I can praise him right now because I know God is going to give me the victory. David prays. And then he praises. For he knew the Almighty was working on his behalf. Listen, friend, you might be going through a battle. You might be going through a trial. You don't need to wait for the answer to come to give him praise. You can bless him now. You can honor him now. You can thank him now. Don't just stop after you pray. Make sure praise goes into, prayer goes into praise. Let faith express itself through praise. Remember you, dear one, he, he didn't bring you this far to abandon you now. 
The God that was there last time, he'll be there again. The God that's walked with you at times when you didn't even recognize, but then you look back and you say, my Lord, you were there. My goodness, you were there. He hasn't brought you this far to abandon you now. He didn't pay such a price to make you his very own. So let this trial collapse you along the way. Somebody, you're going to make it. I'm saying again, you're going to make it. The devil is a liar. You're a child of God, and God is committed to your care. If you don't quit, you can't lose. Jesus is keeping you, and Jesus is committed to bring you through. Can you say amen to that? We're asking, how could David sing? What motivated David to sing? Oh, no, don't got to pump me up. I don't need, that's nice if you got a nice organ. That's good if you can hit them drums. Love it. Thank God for it. Don't need that. I got God's promise. I got God's protection. I got God's assurance. Faith sees God working. Faith hears God urging me on. Oh, there's been a cloud of witnesses that have run this race before us, and every one of them scream at us. Keep trusting the Lord. Keep living for Jesus. He won't fail you. He'll bring you through. Abraham is screaming to us this morning. You can trust him. Even if the promise waits a long time in coming, he's a faithful God, and if he said it, he'll do it. He'll bring your miracle to pass. My God, my God, my God, I can hear it, I can hear it, I can hear it. I can hear Jacob say, keep holding on, keep wrestling. He'll transform you. He'll give you victory over that area of your life that you're struggling with. God will give you victory over that temper. He'll give you victory over that stronghold of lust. He'll give you victory. Just hang on and keep trusting God. Woo! Hallelujah. Woo, Glory. Oh, man. I say it again. I don't know what cave you're in this morning. I don't know what storm you're struggling to get through. But I can assure you that God is holding your life in the palm of his hand. And he's working on your behalf. The battle is the Lord's battle. Let me say it again. The battle is the Lord's battle. And and your Jesus, somebody say my Jesus. You got to be your Jesus. The Lord is my shepherd. I can't testify for you. I got to testify for me. Make sure he's yours. Your Jesus is committed to your care. I want to follow David's example. I want to trust God. Got to flee for his life. One minute at the king's table. He's the best commander he's got. Such a good warrior gives his daughter in marriage at the king's daughter as a wife at the king's table leading the king's troops. That devil gets jealous when he sees God blessing your life, when he sees God using your life. He wants to discourage you. He wants to knock you off course. And old King Saul got jealous. He tried to kill David. Couldn't kill him. Tried again. Couldn't do it. David wouldn't fight back. David stayed in the spirit. But finally, things got so bad, David had to run. Just a young man in his 20s. We read these stories, we're thinking of older. No, he's a young man. That's that's something to tip your hat. That's a young man right here. Well, what what a level of faith and maturity he had. He ran for his life into the cave. But he turned that cave into a cathedral of praise. Some would have backslidden before they got to the cave. Others would have cursed God and blamed God and said, I'll never, blah, 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 blah. We're talking about men that are made of better stuff here. This is an example for every one of us. And in that cave, he trusted God. I'm in a cave, but I know it's the shadow of heaven. It's the wings of my father that are keeping me safe. And he cries out to God. Because he knows the God we serve is a God that hears and answers prayer. He's a God whose eye is on the righteous and his ears are attentive to our prayers. And he cries out, but then he knows faith kicks in. Faith kicks in. Faith has the ability to praise when things look horrible. Faith has the ability to exalt the Lord even when it seems like nothing good is happening. He said, not only will I trust, not only will I pray, I want to praise him. Because I know God is working. And I know God is faithful. And I know God is taking care of me even in this. Even in this. God says, you praise and I'll work. You cast the care, I'll carry the load. And I'll write the last chapter of this story. Mm. My goodness. How could David praise? 
in such a situation. He knew he had God's protection. He knew the storm was passing. It's passing. The devil's going to try to tell you, you're going to wear it down. Say, devil, you're a liar. I don't wear it down. The greater is he that's within me than he that's in the world. Amen. Same spirit that raised Christ in me. That gives me a strength. I'll talk about a timex. We take a lick and keep on ticking. That's a child of God right there. Amen. And I know that God is working. Number three, he knew. And again, we're going to that part of that mature faith. He knew where he had God's glory as his chief concern. They lied to him. They threatened him. They mocked him. His response, be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let thy glory be over all the earth. Hallelujah. He wasn't going to fight back. You know, you wrestle with that pig. Only thing that happens, you get money, pig gets happy. Amen. So don't, don't, don't fight back with the devil's crowd. Don't fight back with them carnal people. Just stay in the spirit. Amen. Praise the Lord. They talk about me as much as you please. I'll talk about you. A little louder. Down on my knees. All my sins are washed away. I need Keith. Come on, Brother Keith. Where are you at? Oh, have mercy. Oh, Jesus, help us. Sometimes we have to remind ourselves. God has been so good to me. Though my heart is broken, my emotions are screaming. Yet I don't want to fail him or dishonor him now. And I don't want to give the devil any satisfaction. How about that? Hate that devil. Jesus hated him. I can hate him. Amen. Don't want to give him any satisfaction. So I'm going to praise him even when I can't understand the Lord. I'll still praise the Lord. Even when I don't know why, I can still give him glory. God's been so good. I don't want to fail. Remember, David is a man after God's own heart. And he fought the Lord's battles. And he always tried to live for the honor of God's name. It was important for David, and may it be important to us, that even in the hard times, God be honored. And God be praised. So we see that his desire here, and this is so beautiful. Again, especially for a young man. I see a level of maturity that I don't know. I don't know if I was there at that age. But we see his desire went beyond escape. But that the Lord would be exalted. Even in that. Even in the hard places. May my response be to please. And glorify my heavenly father. David faced a determined enemy. David was <laughs> a determined man. I love verse 7. He says, my heart is fixed. My heart is steadfast. They, they, they attacked me. They accused me. But I've made up my mind how I'm going to deal with this. i made up my mind how I'm going to. Have you made up your mind? How are you going to live this life? Have you made up your mind? How are you going to face the enemy's accusation? Have you made up your mind? Made up your mind. He said, my heart is fixed. We made a decision. It was firm. It was resolute. It was settled. My circumstances won't rule me. My circumstances won't control my song. Won't harness my joy. But my convictions will. And my faith will. He declares his faith. And then he puts his faith to work. He declares, my heart is fixed. And then he goes out to praise God and exalt God and trust God. He says, they can surround me. They can slander my name. They can prophesy my doom. I'm going to sing and make music unto the Lord. They can roar like lions. I'm going to sing on. I'm going to trust on. I'm going to hope on. I'm going to believe on. They can yell. They can tell lies about me. They can accuse me of this. Call me ugly, bald, bulgy, whatever they want to say. But I'm going to bless the Lord at all times. And his praise is continually going to be on my mouth. Dig their pits, fire their accusations, but I'm going to sing. I'm going to greet the morning with a song. He says, I'm going to wake up the dawn. I'm going to greet the morning with a song. <laughs> when I rise and when I lay my head at night, I'm going to bless the Lord and trust the Lord. And I won't curl up and die. I'm going to rise up and live. And I'm going to praise God in the midst of this. I'm going to praise God in defiance of this. I'm going to praise God through this. David's concert in the cave. Praise in the hard places. Hallelujah. 
an example and a call to a more mature and powerful level of personal praise. Can I praise him when I didn't get the job? Can I praise him when they did me wrong and it doesn't seem like anyone's calling them into account? Can I praise him when things don't work out the way I thought they would or wish they would have? Praise in a mature level. We studied from this text, why should we sing and how could David sing? How could he sing? He had God's protection, so do you. The storm was passing, and your storm is passing. And until then, God's grace is sufficient to carry you and to strengthen you. He's there to walk with you. And faith has to know, faith has to know God is working. He's working in the situation, but he's working in us. That we can go through those things more mature, closer to Jesus than we first began. You know, friends, some of the greatest testimonies come out of the greatest tests. May this test become a testimony. May my present test become an eternal testimony as God brings me through. Let's do our very best to glorify God in the hard and challenging places. God is calling each one of us to a higher level of personal praise and a more mature place in our walk of faith. We're never going to get to that third one. It takes too long. What did he accomplish? He encouraged himself. Praise, if you choose to praise, it encourages you. But it forces you to get your perspective back on God. Faith restores. Praise. You've got to look at God if you're going to praise him. Amen? So it takes your eye off the hurt, off the pain, off the challenge, off the giants, and on to the living God, our perspective, and then our hearts get strengthened. Because in order to praise, I've got to declare the greatness and the goodness and the faithfulness of the Lord. So I'm no longer speaking the doubt and the fear and the anger. I'm speaking the goodness and the greatness. And, and so praise. See, he encouraged himself. He defied his enemies. I like that. That's one of the ways you resist the devil and he'll flee. Amen. How do you stand against the devil? Praise God. How do you stand against the devil? I'm not talking to the devil. I'm going to worship the Lord. How about that, devil? And the more you mess with me, the more I'm going to lift up Jesus in honor. Take that one. How about that? Hallelujah. Glory. Yeah. Hallelujah. And they glorified God. And they glorified God. If you're here today and you're going through a hard season, make the test a testimony. Keep praising the Lord. Keep trusting in his care. Keep leaning on those arms that won't drop you. Jesus won't drop you. Jesus won't fail you. God will protect you. And this storm, whatever it is, it will pass. Now, if you need some prayer, once we get singing, the altars are open. Or if you just want to come and pray, maybe you want prayer. Maybe you're going through it and you're just weary and you just want brother or sister to get around you. Pray a prayer of encouragement. Just wait on God for refreshing. Come on. If you need prayer, if you just want to pray, Let's draw near to God together this morning. Let's draw near to God. I'm going to pray our prayer. We're going to open the altars. If you could, if you have to go, sing the song one time through, just an expression of amen to the message. That God, I want to go to a deeper level. God, I want to praise you, even when it's not easy, and I want to grow and mature, and I want to follow David's example. Stand with me, please. Stand with me, please. And if you have need of anything else, if you need God to touch your body, he's here to do that. If you need God just to speak to your heart, he's here to do that. We pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for surrounding our lives with songs of deliverance. We thank you that you send your love and your faithfulness to protect us and to strengthen us and to help us properly go through the trials of life. Now, Lord, we ask you to receive our praise. Receive our praise. Touch your people. Father, you know every need and every specific situation that's here today. You know those that are battling, those that are hurting, those that are weary. Father, in the name of Jesus, please touch your people. Father, in the name of Jesus, speak to them and touch them. Heal that brokenness. 
calm that confusion. Begin to restore strength in that weak, wounded area. Begin to let life come alive in that area that's been beaten down and wounded, whether it's physical or emotional. Let resurrection begin in the name of Jesus. Receive our praise. Touch your people. Don't waste the storm. Don't waste the storm. Let God speak to you through it. Let God work in your life through it. Let God take you to a new level of faith and strength through it. Don't waste the storm. Receive what God has for you through it. Learn the lessons God has for you in it. Watch God bring you through it. Father, in the name of Jesus, draw near to us now. As we draw near to you, speak to us, touch us, and heal us in Jesus' name. Let's worship the Lord. If you need prayer, come. If you want prayer, come.